0: Good morning. Welcome to this episode of Trust Your Temple, the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. My name is Carissa Sandin, and I'm a transformational coach that works with adults and kiddos to help them release control freak tendencies. Basically, I help people have fun, relax, find more freedom, and be able to ask for help for the things that they need without any shame or pressure or guilt. So I'm super super excited that you're here, so excited I can't even say it, and today we're going to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart, something that is coming up in my own life, but also something that I see templating through my clients right now, and that is boundaries. My entire group program theme in October coming up is boundaries, but we're going to touch on this today because... There's a giant uh, wave right now of information being shared, and that could be information about quarantine or corona. It could be information about your family or your family life. It could be information that is sensitive, like maybe your bank account or what you do for a living or some intimate details of things in your partnership. All of those things we like to keep private for good reason, right? We like to keep our most sensitive information close to the vest, as they say. And it can feel really, really, really trust-breaking, really unfortunate, really heartbreaking, really sticky, sad, angering, when that information is shared outside of our consent. So today we're going to talk about something that I see in a lot of my clients and in my family uh, and are in my own life rather where some trust bonds get broken by sharing information that's not ours to share. So if you are someone who consistently shares other people's information or if you have your information shared often without your consent, keep on listening. I want to start out our episode this week with a fun example of this. As I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this episode, and examples of how this happens and also doesn't happen in my life, I remembered what it's like to go to therapy. So for those of you who are new here, I'm a coach, not a therapist, and I have a therapist because it's important. Sometimes your brain needs extra support. And with my life and the status (laughs) where it is right now, um, extra support is a great thing, right? We are in the middle of a pandemic. Personally, I have a lot going on. And so my therapist is an awesome human being. She's amazing. If you want a recommendation for a therapist, send me a private message on my website, trustyourtemple.com, and I will get you their information. Um, she's incredible. And Uh, the thing that I love about her is that no matter what I say in session with her, it stays there. She is a vault. So it doesn't matter um, what like the craziness that I say or family stuff that I'm going through or custody stuff for my son. It doesn't matter. She's a vault. And what ends up happening is I will go and I'll see her. I see her about twice a month for an hour. And after I'm done seeing her, I don't continue to talk about the things that I talked about in therapy. So I don't know if you've ever had this, this happen to you, but sometimes you'll be in conversation with someone. You'll tell them about something that you're going through, and then a couple hours later, you'll find yourself in conversation with someone else, and you'll talk about the same thing. I find, personally, and for my clients, that when I'm talking about the same things over and over and over and over, it's a symptom of my need to be heard not getting met. What's showing up is actually that the first time I talked about it, I wasn't heard. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel understood. My need to be understood wasn't met. And so I keep rehashing. I keep saying it until I feel Heard, and so this is a really interesting growth edge that I noticed for myself about a year ago, because I get to um, I get to experience some really interesting moments as part of therapy and also in my coaching with my clients, where I have someone who will come to me week after week after week after week, saying the same thing. And I started to realize it's not just that somebody is going through something in different areas of their life, but it could be that they are, uh, going through, you know, separate situations and having the same sort of need not being met. So it could be that they're not being heard anywhere in their life. They're not being understood anywhere in their life. They're not being seen anywhere in their life. They're not being... being Um, valued anywhere in their life. And so they just keep coming up with the same thing. And I noticed that as I was thinking about this episode and what I wanted to share, that after I'm in therapy with my therapist, I do not rehash what I talked about. I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel understood. I feel taken care of. I feel valued. And it's very easy for me to be able to... um, to leave it at her office so my question for you is have you experienced this do you see this happening for yourself where you are able to let it go after a conversation when you've talked about it with something with someone whether it's a friend or someone you know licensed like a therapist or if it's a coach that you're working with are you able to let it go after you've talked about it <laughs> So after we think about letting it go and releasing the ticker tape, the repeat over and over and over of whatever we're experiencing, a few things can happen. And I've seen this happen in my own life. I've seen this happen with my clients. But a few things can happen. One obviously the positive, you feel safe, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel like you processed, and you can let it go, which obviously is a great place to be. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So sometimes we don't feel heard, we don't feel seen, we don't feel understood, and we end up sitting with this fracture. And I use the word fracture intentionally, because what it feels like is we have Expressed vulnerably, a desire for a boundary, whatever that boundary is, whatever it looks like, you've requested it, and either you were not heard, or you were, you do not feel understood, or the boundary wasn't able to be met, or the boundary was committed to and then broken. There are other options that I'm not mentioning, but those are the ones that I'm seeing right now. In templated in my clients and also in myself, and so um, it can be really, really difficult. What happens is we're left, we're sitting with uncomfortable feelings, and that's a big umbrella for a whole bunch of feelings. Um, for me personally, when a boundary is is funky, meaning it gets broken or someone doesn't understand it and doesn't let me clarify, or when it is heard and then broken or it's, um, for whatever reason, it, there's resistance around the boundary. Um, it can feel really sad. So uncomfortable in boundaries to me feels sad. Uncomfortable in boundaries to me feels upsetting. Uncomfortable in boundaries to me feels frustrating. Uncomfortable in boundaries for me feels awkward. Um, And so this this is just insight into how I process boundaries and this is something that I hear from my clients as well is when we are trying to, um, whether successfully or unsuccessfully, ask for a boundary, sometimes we leave ourselves open to feeling some uncomfortable emotions around that boundary. And one of the big things that I'm a proponent of is clear, kind communication. I teach a framework called the help method you guys have heard about on the podcast before designed to help people have uncomfortable conversations without all the awkward feelings. Um, but it's not a magic secret sauce, you guys. Like it doesn't mean that if you take the help method and if, even if you could recite the four principles on the top of your head, it doesn't mean you're never going to have a conversation that doesn't include awkward feelings, right? That we're human. That's how this works. My job is to help you navigate the awkward feelings with more grace and peace. And so if you are sitting in the space of uncomfortable feelings, let's talk about that. Let's get you some support. Um, I'm going to run through a few strategies here in the next segment, but also if you need one-on-one support, or if you just need somebody to bounce something off of, um, whether that is, Hey, is this boundary like legit? Did I go about this the right way? How can I make it more clear? They said, no, what the heck do I do now? They said, yes. And then it broke. Now, what do I do? You know, when you have those kind of feelings, um, a lot of times you just need some support. You need, you need a bird's eye view, someone who's not in the situation, and if that's something that you need, feel free to go to my website. It's trustyourtemple.com. I book a free hour call with me. And sometimes an hour is all you need. Like, let's just talk about it. No agenda. <laughs> let's talk about it. Get you some support. Get your get your world back in working order. Release some of those uncomfortable feelings. I would love to be a support for you. So um, go to my website, trustyourtemple.com. It's in the show notes. And uh, click on the work with me link. And um, book a free hour call with me. Everybody gets a free hour. I would love to check in with you, hear what's coming up for you, see what's going on for you. But in the meantime, let's talk about some strategies on how to navigate boundaries when they're maybe not respected. <music> Okay, so some tips to navigate boundaries from a holistic, whole brain, whole body viewpoint. So I want to preface this again with letting you guys know I'm not a therapist. I am a transformational coach and I've been trained in trauma informed coaching, but I'm not a therapist. So if you are not functional, meaning you have something that you're diagnosed with or you're on medication or you need psychiatric or therapeutic help, please go seek out someone who is licensed to do that. <laughs> um, a certified coach is a great thing, but coaching and therapy are not the same. And I want to make sure I state that out. Now that I've laid out my disclaimer, let's get into boundaries and how to navigate them. So this is a huge part of my work. I work a lot with kids who are in the middle of custody issues and boundaries and trust go together like fingers crossed. (laughs) They are inseparable and you have to have trust in yourself first and foremost to be able to ask for a boundary to be met, to know what the boundary is that you're trying to um, have installed or have communicated, you have to have self-trust in order to know where your limits are, right? We, we put a boundary up like a fence and a, a boundary tells us who's allowed in and who's allowed out. A lot of times when I talk about this with my child clients, I'll talk about the front door of a house and I'll say, you know, you lock your door to your house so that you keep the safe people in and everybody else out. It works both ways. And so if that imagery helps you to imagine your front door, it's a lot of people when they come across boundaries, they think that they're being selfish. They think that they're being exclusive or excluding people. They think that they're being um, vindictive when really it's about honoring what is important to you and protecting your priorities. So it's much easier to say no when you know what you're saying yes to. It's much easier to say yes when you're, when you know what you're saying no to. So yes to keeping yourself safe by locking your front door. No to random people coming into your house, right? (laughs) Yes to protecting your family's safety. No to, um, allowing yourself to be potentially vulnerable in not a safe way. It becomes much easier. So the thing that I want to first bring up here is self-trust. A lot of times we set a boundary because our trust has been violated either by ourself or by someone else. And a boundary is typically for a lot of my clients installed or put into place to provide feelings of safety. I work with a lot of clients who are working on their trust, working on their stability, working on their relationships and alliances, meaning who's on my side. Um, And a lot of my clients like to work on trust before they work on boundaries. So if you are somebody who struggles with trusting yourself or knowing your capacity, that's a good place to start. But a lot of times we'll we'll put a a boundary in place because someone has has threatened our safety. They've offended us, which threatens emotional safety. They have perhaps threatened us physically. Um, They've threatened us with um, disconnection, with um, removal of privileges, whatever the case may be. There's lots of different ways that boundaries can show up but typically they show up for my clients because we want to reinstall some safety in our lives. So I'm gonna give you a personal example of how this shows up, but the first thing I really wanna call your attention to is to focus on your self-trust. Notice where you are uncomfortable in life because you count on someone to break a boundary. Even if it's an unspoken boundary, just notice in yourself. So this could be like someone interrupting you, someone not letting you finish a conversation, um, someone not respecting your physical space. Quarantine and corona is a huge spotlight on boundaries. People need to stay six feet away from you and six feet away from each other. And so many of us... Uh, have experienced the resistance around boundaries. Why are you not six feet away from me, (laughs) right? We have experienced that. And so that sort of feeling when you notice someone in a grocery line that's closer than six feet to you and you start to get that bubble in your stomach is how a lot of it shows up for a lot of my clients. It could be a bubble in your stomach, it could be tightness in your shoulders, it could be uh, an awareness of your eyeballs going from side to side, kind of scanning it shows up a lot of different ways, but noticing that feeling when someone has interrupted your boundary or broken your boundary or walked into your fence, um, that's a really important moment. And every time you pay attention to that moment and you take action, your trust muscles get bigger on the front page of my website. It says, I believe in three things. And one of those things is when you trust yourself with the small things, the big things become easier. And boundaries is not really a small thing, but those small instances of having a boundary installed and followed through upon by you, even if the boundary isn't able to be kept by the person you're asking, that will build your self trust muscles. And boundaries are way, way freaking easier. When you have self trust, when you know that you have your own back, when you know, and you're confident in your decision making and your intuition and your sensitivity, when you, even if it's the hardest thing ever, when you trust that you are making the right decision, everything becomes a lot easier. I told you I would give you an example of this in my personal life, and I'm going to, and to be completely transparent, I feel really awkward talking about this on a podcast, but that's what I'm being called to do, so I'm doing it. Um, I've been going through some pretty interesting boundary conversations around my children. My, For those of you who are new here, I have two stepkids. I'm a stepmom to two wonderful amazing kids. I know every mom says that their kids are amazing and I'm sure that I am biased, but my kids are incredible. I have an 18 year old daughter and an 11 year old son that I parent with my husband as well as my kids bio mom uh, and her husband as well. So my, my, our children have four parents that love the crap out of them and uh, a whole slew of grandparents and great-grandparents and aunties and uncles and all of that. But um, a huge part of navigating co-parenting is explaining boundaries. And thankfully, my co-parents and I, the four of us, are all on the same page about what's best for our kids 99.9% of the time. And the other 0.1% we talk about, and it's great. Um, But actually, the boundaries that I'm speaking of, have come from external family members. My relationship, personally, with external family members, and because I love them, I'm not going to get more specific than that. But I have asked my husband and I and our co-parents have asked for certain things to be put into place to keep our kids as stable as possible while um, they're changing houses. So we have custody that is shifting right now for our family my kids are uh, learning that they have different access to different parents it's a wild time for us and part of this wild time is needing to communicate some boundaries that we have as parents as of the four of us and uh, some extended family um, upon request of those boundaries to be met said that they were not willing or able to meet those boundaries and so the, the edge that I am experiencing around boundaries in my own life right now is not allowing those extended family members, unfortunately, to have relationship with my family. It is a, an important enough boundary and a, and a boundary that is focused enough on safety that the consequence of not being able to meet that boundary is a cessation of relationship. And you guys... <laughs> This is literally the hardest boundary I have ever had to put into place. Like just thinking about it is getting me emotional, and I have tears in my eyes because it is the boundaries are so hard. You guys, I preach this i teach this i walk this walk i talk this talk i drink my own Kool-Aid and i am telling you even for someone who lives and eats and sleeps and breathes boundaries and communication and relationship this shit is hard <laughs> it is so hard and so i want to make sure that i'm i'm clarifying that even if you're practiced at it 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 doesn't necessarily mean that your boundaries are going to be an easy road because this is the the most difficult thing I've probably ever walked through other than parenting has been setting a boundary around some extended family that no longer gets to have a relationship with my children or myself or my husband. It's very, very difficult. Um, and this is the nature of boundaries. I trust bringing this full circle. I trust with every ounce and fiber of my heart and being that the boundary is necessary I trust with every fiber of my being that the boundary is absolutely necessary it's warranted it keeps my kids safe it keeps me safe it provides massive peace to all of us involved including my co-parents it keeps our family our kids our family safe and what what trust muscles will, were built for me in this moment is really trust muscles as a mom. For those of you who are step-parents, you know that coming into parenting overnight and figuring out how to be a parent when you haven't had the nine months of pregnancy, you haven't had maybe the toddler years, maybe you didn't even have the, the child years, the grade school years, um, and you just showed up to parenting in what feels like an overnight manner. That can be super difficult. And for me, my trust muscles are built even bigger because I'm able to, um, be a really good mom in this moment. I'm able to stick to my guns. I'm able to trust my impulses with my children. I'm able to set this boundary and I have the full support because they're our kids. I say my kids a lot, which I'm working on, but they're our kids, um, And I have the full support of my co-parents, which is incredible. So I told you I would give you a personal example. Here's a personal example. It's something that we're all working on in my group program, like I said, next month in October, um, or next month in September, rather, we are working on boundaries. Um, And I am incredibly excited to see the shifts and changes that come through operating in a space that is building self-trust boundaries and communicating those boundaries clearly. One last thing that I want to finish up on is to find a safe space to have a conversation about this. So whether that's a coach or a family member or a therapist, someone that has the capacity to hold space for you is incredibly important. For me, that has come through two really, really close friends, like girlfriends that are close enough. I call them my sisters and my grandparents, actually. My grandmom and my granddad, have called me multiple times every week, knowing that stuff is shifting in my life, knowing that things are going on and called and checked on me, sent me love bombs through text message, sent Facebook comments. Um, both my girlfriends are calling and texting and checking in and reaching out and saying, how's it going? And how did this go? And how did you have a conversation?" and really just helping me to feel seen and heard and that's the way that I like to be um that's that's the experience that I I like to call in when I'm in a struggle I like people reaching out to me so if that feels awkward to you or you don't want people reaching out um take this for what it's worth. This is just how it works for me. You get to decide what kind of support you want. And for me, I've decided that people reaching out feels really good. And so when my grandparents reach out, when my best friends reach out, when my co-parents reach out, my husband, you know, connects with me when he gets home from work, those kind of things are really big for me and they help keep my tanks full and they help me um, maintain that stability so that I have the fierceness to hold those boundaries into place. And it's a really, really big moment Um, just in my personal life, but also in my business right now, there's a lot shifting and being really, really skilled at boundaries is coming into play in a lot of areas. So I I hope that this is helpful, that tips on boundaries are helpful. If you want more of this, um, join my free group. It's called The Temple Tribe. It's on Facebook. You can find it just by searching The Temple Tribe. And um, right now, if you try to join it, it'll tell you it's a paid group. It's not. Just go ahead and and request to join. It's co-ed, and there's no, you know... There's no rules in the group except, obviously, keep what is said in the group said in the group. Don't share it out of the group. And, um you know, conduct yourself like a kind, compassionate human being. We won't have any problems. Um, Anyway, my group program is called The Temple Tribe. I'm going to walk everybody in that group through uh, change and boundaries in September and October and navigating change, navigating significant change, navigating boundaries, compassion, self-trust, those kind of things. We have a different monthly theme every month. You also get um, phone wallpapers with our mantra every month. You get a playlist that syncs up with our mantra every month and then uh, start. Starting in the later in the fall, we are going to be talking more about parenting, relationships, co-parenting, step-parenting, single parenting, um, behavior in your children, custody stuff. Um, This is a giant hint that I'm not getting more into right now, but that's where uh, the group is going. So if this was interesting to you or co-parenting conversations are interesting to you, uh, go ahead and search out The Temple Tribe on Facebook and come find us there and play we would love to have you and I would love to be able to support you in a deeper way and a more connected way than um, putting my voice through your speakers or your phone or your iPad or whatever uh, every Tuesday so I love you guys thank you so much for being here and uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Trust Your Temple, the podcast. If you need to get to me between now and next week's episode, you can do that as well as leave any suggestions or questions for the podcast on my website. That is trustyourtemple.com. You can also get to me on any social media platform with the username trustyourtemple. Temple. Thanks for being here. See you next week.